Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today with me and Tell Del is Russell Harris. Russell's out of New York. Uh, interestingly enough, out of New York by... Texas, via Texas, started in Dallas, went to San Antonio, then moved out to New York. And he's got an interesting story how he has retired his mother by investing in real estate uh, over the last couple of years. And uh, we want to get him in here as quick as possible and get to his story. Russell, welcome to the show. Hey, Dell. Great to be here. Glad you could make it. And uh, wanted to just get with you here because I didn't pre-talk to you uh, today, and I want, one question I did want to ask, and I'm going to go ahead and ask it right up front. You retired your mother in how long did it take? Oh, between three and four years. It kind of, you know, it, it, all of her expenses were taken mm-hmm. care of from our passive income within about three years um, to where it was a comfortable amount with plenty left over. You know, maybe another year or two at the same growth rate that, that we were doing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an interesting story, the, the way you tell it, because um, when you put it together, it, it's such that your mom was there, didn't have enough money to retire, and, you know, she was in peril of losing her job, and yet you were able to take a small amount of money and invest it wisely and end up, uh, you know, replacing her income. So that's a good thing. But the one that really caught me was the further down in your profile here was the fact that you woke up one day, and from having a small amount of money that neither you nor your mother could retire on, you wake up one day and you've got over a million-dollar net worth. How did you feel when that happened? We were just taken aback. I, you know, I still remember calling her and like, hey, guess what? Uh, we're millionaires. And she, you know, we've been working really, really hard over the years and then, you know, in different various things and in growing the real estate business. And we we hadn't looked at the financials too much. We were just focused on, you know, doing the model and, and, and tenants and things. And we were just like, wow, you know, we, we, we don't feel any different, but we, you know, we're, we're the same, same people, but it just sort of happened. That's amazing. And, you know, it's, it really even today hasn't really sunk in that, wow, and what we thought would take and, and the normal kind of business model of saving and putting, you know, 5 10% of your money away in the stock market and just hoping and praying it goes up, that maybe in 40 years you might get a million dollars, that it happened to us. And, and yeah, in such a, a short period of time, we were just, you know, just just speechless then. And even, even now um, I'm thinking about it, you know, it's been a few years that, you know, it, it, it's still kind of sinking in that, that we, we really are in a, a comfortable financial position where, where we're just out really enjoying life and, and not worrying about, that aspect anymore. We're still growing it and and, and making sure that that's, that's, you know, that's going to continue and be there, but it's not something that keeps us awake or that really worries us or anything like that. It's just a huge, it, 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 you can't say it enough, that just huge difference uh, in, in just, just mindset and just overall just, just happiness in life and, and, and outlook on everything. 
Well, now that I've dropped the big M on everybody to get them interested in your story, we need to go and start back at the beginning. You're just a young guy, and uh, you, you picked this up at a very early age. You started working hard, saving your money. Pretty much the same story that I had, so I'm going to let you tell your story and pick it up from, you know, before all this, any of this started when you thought you were going to make it the normal way. Right. You know, I've heard you say this multiple times on the radio show, and this, this very much describes me that I was living kind of a, a life of quiet desperation. You know, I was, you know, I was doing everything that, that you were supposed to do, and you were told that, that this is the formula for success. You know, I went, uh, I went to the university, and I got a degree in engineering, and then I went and got my first entry-level job. Um, and, it was a, and it was a decent amount of money at the time for me without any big expenses. But, you know, I remember very, very quickly, this would be 2007, right, right before the, the crash, but and I remember even then looking, you know, everyone says save a certain percentage of your income. You know, don't take on a big amount of consumer debt. And then you have to go and put in some calculators and kind of predict, all right, in the next 30, 40, 50 years, what's going to be your rate of return? What's inflation? When are you going to die? And it's just you're, you're like, oh, my goodness, I, I, how am I supposed to know any of this? And so you, you play with any – you know, and I had a number in my head. How would I feel comfortable that – and, and, and that business model, if that was just my savings amount, you know, how much of that could I comfortably subtract every year um, before, you know, and then make that last over 10, 20, 30 years before I die? And and frankly, though, the, the, the prospect was, was abysmal. I, I was, you know, you have to, at that time, when you're just out of out of university, you know, your, your, your frame of mind and, and, and time frame is literally just a semester at a time for major goals and things. You're not thinking in, in years and decades. And so I remember thinking, okay, I've, I've, I haven't even worked a year, and this seems like a long time, and, and now I have to it's gonna take 40 or 50 years to reach those financial goals. That's a good point I've never heard before, but that is a great point. When you come out of college, you are thinking semester to semester. Now, all of a sudden, we've got to talk about 50, 60 years of our life. That's a great point. Um, so you came out, and you, you did start out that way. How long did it take uh, before you decided that wasn't going to work? And, by the way, I think there was a, a little bit of a problem in there somewhere that probably sped that decision up. Yep, it was, it, 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 yeah, one year later, 2008 happened. So I remember I maxed out my 401K. I maxed out my IRA. And then very next year I lost, uh, you know, and it was, it was very aggressive. You know, it was like, you know what, I heard real estate's good. I'm going to invest in some REITs. I'm going to put some money you know, in the tech industry. So I'm going to put money in tech and everything else and try and be diversified or uh, diversified, as uh, you taught me. And uh, I really like that. And, you know, the very next year, I lost well over half my money. It might have been three-quarters of it just gone. And that was a huge just slap in the face of how am I even going to get 40 or 50 years from now if I'm losing everything now? Well, you know, it's interesting. When you sit here, and I'm just thinking about this. We've got a brand-new board op today, uh, new guys behind the scenes making things happen for us here. And, uh, you know, so they've not heard the show. And the first show they hear, here's a kid comes on and says, look, I bought a couple houses, and a few years later I'm a millionaire. And I think it's $1.5 million you said your net worth was on this. And they got to be sitting there going, like, oh, my God, this has to be a lie. This has to be a Ponzi scheme. Because they don't know that we've been doing this for 29 years. And they're hearing it for the first time. And they, you've got to think about what it's like to be sitting there going, you know, I've got to get up and go to work every day and to work my butt off the rest of my life 
and this guy's talking about making a million dollars in just a couple of years and being done. You got the frustration. The living that life acquired desperation is so true for so many people out there. Now, you had the big 2008 slap you in the face, so it's like me. I had uh, the Black Monday in 1997, I think it was, uh, you know, what they call Black Monday crash. So we all were lucky enough to have something bad like that happen to us at a very early age. It took me two and a half years after that to get myself retired, and I did it on single-family houses. I find your story very compelling, very interesting, that you've done yours on single-family houses also. Why don't you share with us how you started your portfolio, what made you decide to, to get into houses? Sure. So, you know, we'll fast forward a, a a few years, you know, of that, that doing that business model that wasn't working. And uh, I happen to be fortunate that I had a coworker that had just joined Lifestyles and was buying single-family homes in the Dallas area. And, you know, he, he, he was just quietly doing it. Um, was It wasn't, you know, bragging about it or anything. But if you ask some questions, he'd tell you. And I said, well, i got to come check this out. And so I went, I went to the office and the free, you know, the free workshop. And then signed up for the two day right after that, and was just uh, just kind of over overwhelmed. So it was, you know, the big thing for me was, you know, instead of having money in, in retirement tax free at, at you know, age fifty nine and a half or sixty, this is something that all of the lifestyles members and frankly real estate investors all over are doing doing monthly, and then the other you know instruments that you have the cash out refinance and things like that where you're pulling uh, your capital gains out tax-free, but that just blew my mind away, and I I went, and, you know, I saw you. I went down to Houston. At that time, I actually drove down from, from Dallas to Houston because I wanted to just go to the, the, the very next available workshop. You came in a little skeptical like most people do, and I would say should when you hear stuff like what we're saying. Um, what changed your mind? It was definitely the two-day workshop, so you know, this day starts off of, of just changing your belief system. And so seeing you really, really break it down and show a different way of thinking, and this is what now, now we're going from, from a poor middle-class mindset to here's what the, the wealthy and super wealthy, this is how they think of money. You know, at that point I was just open to all of, you know, all of the other information coming. And it was, you know, every doubt that I had, well, what about, it's, it's, you know, tenants. You know, you hear these horror stories from uh, other people that have, that have tried real estate on their own or maybe they inherited a home and, and they just they want nothing to do with it. And you really showed, nope, here's, um, here's how you mitigate that risk and here's how you manage it. What really did it for me is, okay, now we're going to show real live deals available right now today on MLS. You know, the, the thing that even – got me even more is then you showed, you know, what if we go and, you know, use the concepts of more leverage or hard money. And uh, that was it. You know, let, let, let's do it because we're not happy with our financial situation now. And uh, that was really it. We, you know, we signed up and after that. Uh, and we didn't know, did we want to do, do homes in San Antonio where my mom was or Dallas where I was. We met with both the uh, mentors in both offices. I still remember meeting with uh, Terry Gibware and Lynn Merle. You know, within a few months, we identified a deal that happened to be in San Antonio. And, you know, even even then, I, it, you know, you talk about your very first deal that you did, that there was a lot of resistance to any little change or counter offer or anything. You're like, nope, that's it. I can't do the deal. You know, we, we <laughs> that, that in some ways, there's a lot of parallels in my, my first deal. So I remember it was with uh, 
you know, realtor, uh, and he's still in the central office, Greg Trimble. I did my very first deal with him, and I remember the house was uh, it was a foreclosure, and they were listing it for seventy thousand. They said, you know what? I think we can bid sixty-five. You know, and then we'll go get we'll go get three bids for contractors. We'll go look at everything. We'll get all the comps, and you're going to make well over thirty percent rate of return. And it was just crazy. Um, I remember putting in that offer and just so much. And he's like, you know what? Are you ready? You guys are good. This is great. But let's do it. And the whole team was just behind us the whole the whole way. From you know, we'd never even we'd never even. Uh, had, for before that, so so we were on the cash method before that. So even the concept of a mortgage or a hard money loan, you know, everything before that, we you know, I grew up in modest homes that that uh, you know my mother was able to to buy in cash or cars in cash. So any of that was just all right, you know. Now this is ours, and and we're trusting the system, and and the rate of returns and everything. This is going to make the huge difference in our in our life, and and just having all of that backing behind us made made everything. Well, five and one year is a really good start, and that gives you so much momentum from that point forward. And uh, as we work into this next segment here, let's, we're going to get together and talk about some of these numbers that of profits that you've made uh, in general. You've listed them down here, so we can go through and we'll get through that a little bit. And I also want to get to, um, again, something about how you decided that you had to take care of your mother because, you know, the best plans made in the world always run into something that comes along the way that just sort of knocks the bejeebers out of them sometimes. And uh, you were put in a situation where no matter how hard you were putting together your future and your plan, something came up that forced you to take over someone else's problem. So we'll cover that when we get back. We'll be right back with Russell Harris and the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Stop sitting around. Stop procrastinating. This is your time. Make it happen. Do it now. When's the best time? Now. People go, well, I don't know. It's going to crash. It's going to be better next year. I've got to listen to four more classes. I love guys come up to me all the time. You know, I've been listening to you on the radio for eight years now, right? <laughs> I go, and you're not rich yet? <laughs> well, really, I'm thinking about joining next month. <laughs> Do it now. Learn the skills you need to retire with real estate in five years or less. Do it now. Register for the Lifestyles Unlimited free online workshop. Lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today on Tell Dell is Russell Harris, a gentleman out of New York who has been doing this uh, since 2000, and let's see what the earliest date was here, 2013 it looks like he started, and... Um, 
got involved here with Lifestyles, and now he's got 27 houses and three apartment complexes, or two apartment complexes, I think, and uh, he's gone through a lot. So, um, Russell, you still with me? Yep, I'm still here, Bill. All right, listen, I've got a quick question, because then I want to get into some other stuff. Tell everybody what happened and why you had to come to your mom's financial rescue, um, just so everybody out there realizes that stuff happens. So a year and a half into, into our growing, our, our single-family portfolio. Now, my mom's 66 at this time, and she loses her job. And, you know, that's a really, really uncertain time at that age. She, she didn't know, you know, is she still employable, that, that, you know, she was planning on being near retirement and maybe going to have a, a few more years. But there was a lot of uncertainty. And uh, the truth of the matter was in, in, in savings, she just had a few hundred thousand dollars. And so how long is that going to last you? Um, but then we started looking at the, the real estate that we just started building. You know, we'd been building up towards seven homes at the time. And we had just over $3,000 a month in passive income, which, you know, that's cash in your in your pocket every month. So, you know, an equivalent, you know, pre-tax income, that might be four or 5000 a month, which is a, which is a decent amount of money in San Antonio, Texas, if you have low, low expenses. And so we were like, you know what? You're fine. You don't have to worry about any money. We can take care, you know, you're going to be taken care of. You're not going to have to dip into your, any of your savings or worry about, you know, stress about finding a new job or anything. You know what? Why don't we just focus on this for you full time and just really, really, really grow it? And it's been doing so well now. Let, let's really make it in, into, into something and, and, you know, really change the course of, 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 you know, our lives and our family and, you know, and anyone else, friends and anyone that, that, that comes across that we kind of sing uh, the praises of lifestyles and, and, and what it's done for us. So somewhere along the line, you guys became less conservative and more aggressive. And eventually, you refinanced the cash out of your mother's home. That had to have been a scary situation. But since then, you've gone on and done two more refinances and pulled out hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars from the real estate you already owned and some money from your mother's house. How did that feel, that first refinance, going deeper into debt? It, 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 it took some convincing on, on my mom's side because it was this her, you know, this is her safety net. In her in her late 60s, her paid in full home. You know, we just had to go back to, you know, Dell. You know, Dell really points out that a paid in full home isn't security. You still have liability of of taxes, HOA, um, utilities. So it's really just debt equity. How how do we get at it, and really kind of leverage it and and, and continue on? So we kind of went back and forth and decided, you know what, you know, what are the mortgage rates now? Uh, you know, for a cash out refinance, and they were under 4%. Well, at this time, we're making well over 20% cash on cash on any real estate deal, so so our hurdle rate is so low to, to make that make sense. And so after a while, it was a no-brainer. And we, we took that money, and we bought at least five more homes, between five and ten. I don't know the exact number, but it, it was a significant amount that, that the, the, the little debt that was put on our home, that how we were able to leverage that out, it's such a huge difference for us. I'd say, man, you guys got all the way up to 27 homes. Somewhere along the line, you decided to try something different. Tell us how that came about. How did you decide to get into passive deals? It's a completely different direction. It's both multifamily and it's letting somebody else do the work. 
tell us how that change came about. You know, when you you hit us, you know, the single family homes. Our our model was because I was, you know, helping helping her remote find deals and do the numbers, and then she was really the boots on the ground. So she was meeting the contractors, she was meeting the tenants, the realtors, looking at deals, things like that. And uh, you know, we were looking at growth. This is, you know, we we have 27 homes, and we know Dell at one point had well over 100, but. You know, she's thinking, well, I have to drive 30 minutes to this side of town, 45 minutes here, 30 minutes here. Um, and, and it's not taking up a lot of a lot of her time, but she just thinks, you know, well, well, I do want to start enjoying retirement a little more and, and truly being more, more passive and living, you know, kind of living in that way. Well, let's, you know, we've been to the case studies. We've seen everything. Let's go and, uh, and look at some of the passive deals. You know, we've met some of the leads in the various offices in Dallas and Central Texas. And, you know, let's see what they have coming up. And so, you know, very, very, very quickly we, we, we saw that, you know, the, the leads are very, very active in, in the Texas area now nationally. And so we had a few things that we analyzed and, and compared and talked about, you know, what are, are we interested in more, uh, you know, a yield play or value play. And we thought for, for where she was, we wanted more of a yield play because, again, we're, we're, we're looking for monthly cash flow to take care of her expenses and then have that extra to grow our business. And so we found we found one that just really fit that that box and criteria for our needs. And so you know what, we're gonna go and give this this lead with a proven track record some money, and uh, you know what, we're gonna sit back and just collect uh, the mailbox money, as we call it, you know, every every quarter, and we'll still be growing our our, our wealth and our, our cash flow, but but this won't take any any extra. You know, of our, our, our time, even though it wasn't taking a lot of time, you know, this isn't any, any extra time on, on ours except, you know, reading, reading the financials and, uh, and, and depositing money. And, and that sound, at that time, that just sounded like a great, uh, great trade off for us. Well, it, it worked out well for you because it not only produced some additional cash flow for your mother and yourself, but it also created some capital gains down the way that, uh, I'm pretty sure you didn't pay any taxes on. It was just sort of tax free because, of the way you got the money out of the deal. You want to talk about those kinds of gains that were coming out of it? So this is for the, the multifamily or the same Yes, family? for the multifamily. Yep. So so about a year and a half into our first passive deal, the you know, the, the, the lead lead investor did did, you know, followed the plan that they had outlined and said, you know, here's where the rents are and the value is now. Here's what we're gonna do to improve it. And they raised the value enough that in that time they did a you know, refinance and return back. Uh, well, what were you know? They 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 return back. Uh, That's the second deal. I'm looking at the first one. Okay. So you know, after after a year and a half, they um, the the deal. You know, we voted on it. So you know what? It's gone up a huge amount in price, and we'd really like to find a new deal for this. So they sold the deal and returned back uh, all of our money plus 50 percent. So. You know, if you think about that, where, where, where before we were doing some legwork on our single family, we had to go and analyze them. And with tenants, here's, here's another way of thinking is we find a, you know, proven lead. And they, uh, you know, after a year and a half, you know, we're making money off them. And after a year and a half, they give us all of our money back plus a 50% capital gain, which is crazy. You know, we're making yeah. just as much money, if not more. Uh, and, and 
We didn't do anything but but invest with someone in, in, in the lifestyle community. That's crazy. And then you think about that as a stock. You know, first of all, a stock's not paying you anything, but let's say it did pay you. Let's say it's a bond, and they give you back 50% of what you paid into the bond tax-free, and you're still earning the bond. It's just unheard of. There's there's no other investments out there that do this type, uh, can produce this kind of income. Uh, as real estate can. For those of you who want to call in again, I'm going to give you the number one more time here since it is a new number. It's 855-497-4DELL. Uh, that's 855-497-4335. And uh, we've got Russell Harris here with us from uh, New York. And um, Russell, as you, you went through this now, we're going to end this segment with with this thought. It's just a minute here we've got left, and that is you've done these single-family houses you refinanced out money twice, I think you said, a couple hundred thousand dollars. You've got equity that grew in all these houses. You captured equity in all these houses, and you earned income with all these houses. And then you have these uh, apartment complexes you bought into as a partner, and they went up in value, and they paid out some money in tax-free income to you, uh, both in cash flow, and then eventually uh, they sold one and, and got that to you, and then they, the other ones they just cashed out and bought you some money. So you've got all this money, but... When did you wake up and see that you were worth $1.5 million and not $200,000 anymore? I mean, when did that day occur? We've got just 60 seconds here to get, actually only 30 seconds to get that out. It, uh, yeah, it happened when, when we were going to do one of our first cash-out refis. So it was it was four years uh, after after doing our, for almost four years to the date. We started March 2013, our first deal. This was March 2017 that we found out that, that we had that much equity. So just four years. All right, so now that you've got this experience, uh, what's a young guy like you going to do? What's your plan for the future here? You know, eventually transferring over our single family all to passive and then looking at kind of the next thing. So, you know, my mom's already retired and really enjoying herself. And, you know, really for me it's to, to free that up to, uh, you know, does it make sense to go want to be a lead or do I want to travel or there's some other hobbies or things that. Yeah, the, the one thing I would caution you, though, is to get with uh, your consultant or your mentor and look at the tax ramification of going all passive. Right now, because you have a mix, you get to write everything off against your earned income. Yeah, but if you get to be totally passive, then all you get to write off is that income that comes from that passive deal. Any excess of that passive deal uh, you could not use. You would have to keep that for future passive income to write it off against. So you want to look at that. There's there's some relevance to wanting to keep some of your single-family houses. Or, if not, take the single-family houses and part it down into one apartment complex, maybe. You know, one small apartment that you have a manager run, maintenance person, whole bit. Which, again, then your mother doesn't have to be driving all over the place. I mean, there's somebody there running it for her. And maybe she goes over once a week just to see the place, just to make her feel like it's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, didn't funny, run away uh, from home. You just reminded me of the, the discussion I had with our, our accountant earlier this year that, uh, as, I, as I was thinking, you know, we're, we're, we're probably going to slow down on the single-family purchases and, and move more to, to passive and multifamily. And, uh, you know, I got, got kind of used to year-over-year year having a, a large amount of, uh, you know, accelerated depreciation and amortization expenses that, that really make this all tax-free and goes against my earned income. And I said, you know, what – you know, what, what, what's our position the next few years? And he was like, look, you, you guys have so much. You, you've really purchased them in the right way. 
that, that you're good for many, 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 many years if you bought nothing else, that, that all of this is going to be tax-free. Now, of course, we're not going to stop. Um, but, but that was just really, really something that he said, if you, if you just stopped now and did nothing, all of this is going to be tax-free for many, many years to come until we have to worry about it. And, and, and that's just, you know, think of where we started to, to now is just even, even those times. You know, and you, and you said it when, when I went to the two-day years ago, but, but I'm still taken aback by all of that, that now this is really possible and this is, this is where we're, we're really living that, that life and having having financial results that, that we thought really wasn't for us, that was for those other people or the people on TV or on Shark Tank or so on. It, it's just been amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. When you said Shark Tank, I was thinking, no, nah, no. Nah. The guys in Shark Tank are work, working their behinds off. They're going to work and they've got their little businesses and they get up and they go and they struggle. And uh, like the Shark Tank guys say, um, starting your own business is, is quitting a full-time job to work two full-time jobs to make half the money you make with a full-time job. That's what starting your own business is. Uh, this is quite a bit different than that, so I just laughed at the Shark Tank reference. Uh, I, don't, I don't see the parallel there, but that's okay. The idea of being entrepreneurial is the same, and uh, we are going that direction. So at this point right now, um, what are you doing out there in New York? You got a job, I take it? Still, uh, I'm still in corporate America, but you know, I'm now, since I'm, I'm, I'm less chasing after titles or income, I'm really going after jobs that I'm passionate about. So, you know, I got my start in software development, software engineering, and it's really, you know, that's, that's kind of my passion and my art is taking something that in my mind or, or my brain that doesn't exist and, and creating it um, and building it from scratch and putting it in a way that, that delivers value for, for, you know, other people and maybe simplifies through, through various different technological ways or automation or stuff. And it's really, it, it's allowed me to worry less. You know, uh, do I need to chase a different job every few years or income or things like that? And it's now only, you know, be very guarded to only take the projects and the things that I'm passionate about, that I want to get behind, that, that is really just so much fun for me. Well, you know, if you took 200000 turned it into a million five over a four- or five-year period of time, you think about that now that you have equity and net worth of a million five, let's say you take a million of it and you do that again, uh, you're talking about having $10 million in the next five years if you get the same kind of growth rate that you had before. Now, past, you know, whatever that saying is, they keep, keep themselves from getting sued over on the radio. You know, past results do not, you know, predict future results. We all know that. But the, the point behind it, the theory is, hey, you know, this growth is going to continue to grow at some rate, and at some point you're going to have enough income, you're going to have that decision to work if you want, and then whatever it is you do is going to just be uh, a work of passion completely. You know, you won't need the income. The income will be extra. You'll be doing because you want to go out there and create and do something. And I think that's really the ultimate. Uh, how about your mom? Has she started traveling yet? Is, there, is she getting closer to that living the life that she wanted? She, she, we're, we're slowly getting her, getting her into that because you know she was, she was really just living, uh, you know, the last ten years conservatively and worried about money. So we got her to Disney World in Florida last year, and then earlier this year she got to go to Disneyland with the grandkids in Los Angeles. And then I'm still trying to get her on into New York. So you know she's from Texas, from San Antonio, so she wants to come. Uh, 
when there's snow, she wants to see. She doesn't realize when you live in a place that's snowing, you're not that excited about it. But when, when you never see any in San Antonio, you want to go in and, and see it somewhere else. So we'll see about right. that. So. I want to thank you for coming on sharing your story with everybody. And for the rest of you out there, remember this. It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Momsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Dell Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Dell Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Dell Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Dell Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.